This is Cat's Podcast, episode number 32. Welcome back, everyone. Super happy to have you here. I'm Cat, your host. For those of you who are new listening to this show, a very warm welcome and a big sunny hi from Vienna. So, are you ready for summer slash winter solstice tarot reading? If you are, get yourself a cuppa or a cold drink, depending on which hemisphere you're in. Lean back and listen to the energy forecast that Felicity is channeling especially for you today. In this episode, I'm chatting with Felicity Pearman. Felicity is an intuitive tarot reader who always had a strong connection to the energies surrounding her and a strong bond with her intuition. And now she's helping people gain clarity on their path through tarot. We are talking energies, intuition, and also how you can gain exactly this clarity with the help of tarot. And of course, we are chatting about Felicity's own fascinating path. And there are some great listener tips throughout the show on how you can become more sensitive to the energies that surround you, on how you can protect your energy and what daily energy cleansing rituals anyone can do. And now, without further ado, let's dive in. Enjoy. Welcome to my podcast, Felicity. I'm super happy to have you on today, all the way from Australia. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's a, it's a pleasure. We've been in touch for a while. It's actually, I'm, I'm thinking about it now. It's, it's, um, it's funny how we actually got in touch with each other. <laughs> it was pretty much two years ago and I was posting an image on Instagram. I was sitting in the garden just about to launch my podcast and I had coffee in a Gilmore Girls mug and you were reaching out to me over that, right? <laughs> Yes, yes. I came across your Instagram story and I can't remember like what it said because it, it didn't say Gilmore Girls. But I think I think it just said Stars Hollow. Yeah, it said. Uh, I think this? it just said Stars Hollow. Stars and I was Hollow. like, <laughs> Gilmore Girls, yes, love Gilmore Girls. And so I had to reply to it. It's like my, one of my favorite shows. I can watch it over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's so cool. And you would say, oh, what a random like uh acquaintance um over a Gilmore Girls market but it yeah. turns out to be pretty magical so yeah yeah, well, yeah. I love how the universe works <laughs> yes definitely <laughs> so um let's start with a little tarot oracle card reading mm -hmm. on the yeah. summer and the winter winter solstice which are pretty much um around so, um, and we'll dive into all the details, what you're doing exactly later, but just um, to Get start and, right. and chant so we'll people. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do one for the, um, yeah, like, like you said, the, the winter solstice, um, so the northern hemisphere and then, uh, sorry, the southern hemisphere and then the summer solstice for the, see, I wish it was, I wish it was summer here. <laughs> yeah. And the summer solstice, uh, solstice for, um, for the northern. So I'll just get into it, just a couple of energies and we'll just have a look at the overall um, energy of guidance from spirit um, for the collective going into whichever solstice they're kind of going into. Um, and then just see what comes up. Just only ever take what resonates, leave what does not. So if something fits, take it. If it doesn't, leave it. 
So it's, um, I'm just gonna, sorry, I'm just jumping yeah, in okay. here one more time. So all of you who are listening now, watching now, so just um, tune in a little bit. I mean, you know where you are in the Southern or in the Northern hemisphere. And this is like a, a little energetic reading about what's, what's going on. And um, yes. so you have so the a, energies around it. Yeah, the energies of the solstice. Yeah, so we'll get. We'll. I think we'll start with the summer. Okay, I like this already. So this is the <laughs> summer. I, I, I like it. Um, it was like before when I was tuning in prior to we started um, the call, I was hearing like go, 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 go and just feeling this like really fast energy and that's what I feel like there's going to be a lot of um, energy picking up and moving forward. So this could um, come in many different ways in your life if you've been working on a project or waiting for something to come about for you but it's been taking its time, It's you're going to start to see um, from late June onwards that things start to pick up a lot more, especially going into the rest of the year. I feel like that's more of a collective message, but we'll get into the, so it's in collective as whole for Northern and Southern, but we'll get into here. So what else can you tell us? Um, okay, beautiful. So definitely, so this is with the summer solstice. So there's a lot of really beautiful, abundant energy, okay, a lot of good luck or the perceived good luck <laughs> Those with the universe um, aligning things together, bringing things in together as well. Um, dreams are highlighted as well. So if you're someone that remembers your dreams a lot around the uh, summer solstice, because it is such a, such a beautiful um beautiful changing of seasons and just kind of getting ready to go into, into the next part, um, that we really... It can kind of stir up a lot in the in the spiritual sense, in the spiritual world. So don't be surprised if you get some certain dreams around them. Pay attention to your dreams. But really, I get that those those things that you've been wanting to manifest, you've been wanting to to bring into fruition. It's like all of a sudden there's going to be some good luck behind it. So some luck that comes in or that feels lucky, but really it's just that the universe has been aligning things behind the scenes because what had to happen first was the high priestess with the eight of cups here. So what happened first was you had to figure out what it is that you needed to walk away from, right? The eight of cups, whoops, sorry. The eight of cups is all about um, walking away from things that no longer serving you. And they t because cups represents um, our emotions, it's it's the um, it's the water element. So it represents our emotions, our feelings, relationships, and things like that. So it's about letting go of the old to move into the new. So you definitely would have done that going through that period of like winter um, and then going into the, the spring, things start to like move and blossom a bit, but things still needed to be let go of. With the high priestess showing up, this is about your intuition, um, really tapping into that, that inner wisdom as well. So it's, it's also a card of things being revealed. So things that maybe haven't been revealed to you yet, will start to be revealed um, moving forward from uh, after the summer solstice. This could be in the way of, like, sorry, this could be in the way of in regards to um, things being revealed in relationships, things, I think I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm picking much more on clarity. So picking much more, much, much, sorry, picking much, up much more, there we go, on clarity. 
So gaining clarity around situations and having that deep inner understanding as to why something happened the way it did, why you had to leave something behind in order to move forward. On the bottom of the deck, I did see the death card and the death card represents transformation and rebirth. So definitely that's been that case of that, just the dying of the old, of the, of the old habits, the self-limiting beliefs, the old the old patterns, the old behaviours, the old connections, things just that they're no longer serving you to be able to move forward into a new beginning. And because you've done that, okay, because you've done that, that's when the universe starts to kind of really put in their magic of, of, of the so-called reward, which we have here with like the good luck card and we have here with, um, with the dreams. So I get a real magical energy around the two of these cards, the good luck and the dreams. I get a real sense of enchantment, um, very kind of like, a lot of mystery, but it's exciting. It's very exciting. Sorry if I'm sniffing. <laughs> um, when I channel messages, my nose runs. It's really so. Apologies if you keep hearing me. Interesting. Do that. No, yeah, it uh... happens. So we'll go. Let me see here. Is there anything else to come out? Let's put that. So. Okay, I'm also getting here too that if you haven't walked away from things that you need to, if there, are things, if there are still some things that need to close out, going into this next part with like the summer solstice is when things are going to be really have to um, close out, where you're going to have to walk away from things. Tune into your intuition, really listen deep within to know exactly which direction is best for you. You, you already have the inner knowing, the inner wisdom within you. You have the answers within you. It's about tapping into that. Um, and that's where energy comes into <laughs> working with energy to be able to tap into that. Um, but then essentially I just see it's, it's like moving forward with so much good luck and a lot of dreams coming true and just kind of feeling like it's, it's kind of like that dream state in, in, in a sense of like, I can't believe this is happening kind of energy. Like things are finally coming together. Things are finally moving along. Yeah, I just get a real feeling here of just keep moving forward. Like before when I was getting that go, 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 it's just go, go, go. Like the time is now. I'm getting to also that you'll be given the green light to do something. There's something that's been a little stuck before. It wasn't the right time or you thought that door wasn't for you. All of a sudden that door will unlock and it's time to go through and you'll have the green light to do that. That's just a little extra message there probably for someone who will tune in. Um. I think that's it for the winter, sorry, for the summer. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, it's just one, of, just one of the perks of the of the work. Um, yeah, so I think, I, I think that's pretty good for the summer. Just um, a lot of beautiful, peaceful energy coming through with this, uh, especially if, if it's been quite tough um, in your recent past with closing mm -hmm. things out closing out cycles and moving away from people. Follow your dreams. Keep, don't lose the faith is what I just heard. Don't lose the faith. Okay. I, I think, mm. I think that's good for the, for the summer. Okay. I love that. And love that. Yeah. I love that. And I feel it's just, it's a very supportive energy, especially, mm -hmm. you know, us in Europe, but also I also know the guys in the US, we've been in lockdown so long. And mm -hmm. it's been, especially in Austria and Germany, I can't really speak to the other countries, but 
It's just been a long and cold winter and spring. Yeah. It's just now really getting summery. And it's like, so what you just said, what you just got informed about is, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's an amazing yeah, it's, energy. That, things that are going to pick up. Yeah. Like I said, like that feeling of like that, look, that stagnant kind of stuck energy, things aren't moving, feeling a little bit like Groundhog Day. It's like things now going to really start to shift and move forward. Okay. Let's go to the winter. So those who are watching and listening to this podcast, probably winter solstice, what message they need to know Okay, beautiful. I'm already hearing um, about Lionsgate, so I don't know if you're familiar with Lionsgate. It's the 8-8 portal um, on August 8th, and it's a really great time for manifestation. I'm just getting that coming through, um, so going into, into August. It's going to be like time to like quieten the mind. It's very much a quietening the mind time. It's time to release the fears. It's time to let go of the overthinking um, because it kind of going into that, that kind of really winter energy um, of going within. It's, it gives me that very solitude kind of energy where we do tend to kind of, we're inside a lot, right? <laughs> we're inside keeping warm and we tend to think a lot more um, and think probably a lot with the things we're wanting to do, a lot of the past, just a lot of overthinking is what I'm getting here. But there's going to be some sort of like, um, there's going to be like an epiphany moment through it. So some sort of clarity will come will come through. Let me just get one more for the winter solstice, the energy of the winter solstice. But a period of rest, I mean, that makes sense, right? But a period of rest in making plans because soon, like once it like spring kind of starts to pop up, because when with the winter solstice, really it's like underneath the earth, things are starting to move again, right? Things are starting to starting to shift under the earth. And then come spring, they start to sprout, to pop up, and then we go full-blown into summer and, you know, all that kind of go-go energy. So the winter is the rest period, but it's a good time to come up with plans, um, to come up with a very decisive decision, to make a strategy around something as well, to not overthink things, not allow fears to get in the way, to make sure you have that courage to go forward. I feel like there's going to be a lot of, like, um, reconnecting with, with yourself, so it's like with the winter solstice, so like a reconnecting within, reconnecting with like your higher self, with your soul. Um, could be reconciliations too. I am picking that up for some people, reconciliations with people, but I'm going to get a Yeah. Okay. One more piece for the energy of the winter solstice. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I can really get that winter energy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's the five of pentacles, which is um, a card that can be quite being uh, 
being feeling like you're being left out in the cold, whether this is being left out in the cold by someone, um, by people, or just by even like the universe feeling a little like left behind. Um, it, it can have a bit of a lack mentality around it. And that's where it's careful not to get over um, and be, become very stuck in your head here with the nine of swords energy the overthinking can create um, a lot of anxiety and so just making sure that you're really taking care of yourself nurturing yourself especially like feeding your body is what I'm really picking up on um, and just being mindful of sleeping patterns but what I really get here is there's just this beautiful energy of like coming up with a plan coming up with a plan, whether this is a plan to help in the finances, because the five of pentacles energy, which was this one that looks very winter, um, can also be troubles in finances, okay, feeling a little bit tight in that sense. But that doesn't mean that that's going to be that way forever. It's just coming up with a plan um, and a strategy, a strategy on how best to move forward. There could be, I am picking up though, there could be a reconciliation. So I kind of feel like it's probably only going to be for like, maybe like one, two people who listen to this, but there's a reconciliation happening between a couple of people um, moving as we kind of start to move out of the winter solstice. Getting like in the, in like the second half of winter leading towards spring. So just a little something that came through there. But we have the courage card and I love this, right? This is that Lionsgate energy I was talking about. Sorry, there's a glare on that. Um, yeah. And this is about stepping into your lioness, your lion energy, um, knowing that you have all of that strength inside of you to go out and conquer the world and do the things that you want to do. So don't be afraid to, to, um, to sit in solitude. There's nothing like, I think some people struggle to be on their own, as in not on their own, just in a room on their own, because you can put TV on, you can read a book, but to actually sit with yourself and connect with yourself um, it can feel, some people get really uncomfortable with that. So this is actually a great time to get to know yourself better, to get to know yourself on a deeper level. Because come, so the reason why I was talking before about coming up with a plan and a strategy and things like that, I get this is very around to do with like, what is it that you want for yourself for the rest of the year and going into 2022? What is it that you want for yourself? What kind of plans do you want to make? Especially if you have um, like a business, um, especially more of like an online business too, really kind of looking at how you can, um, you know, create new offers, new um new programs, things like that as well, and come up with a really good strategy. Have the courage to step out of your comfort zone, though. Don't stay, don't stay stuck in, like, in like one box. Have the courage to step out of your comfort zone, um, to extend a little further as well. But coming up with a strategy and a plan and getting very clear about what it is that you want for yourself in business, just in your life, in love, in relationships, connections, all of that, getting very, very, very clear on what it is that you want because come spring, there's going to be a lot to celebrate right, with the nine of pentacles here. So this is a card of coming of things coming into fruition. This is a card of when you plant your seeds and then you water them, you allow them to grow, and then it's time for harvest and you can, like, reap the rewards, the rewards of that. A lot of flourishing energy, okay? So I get there's, there's going to be, like, that real rest period, but things are going to flourish. The rest period is there for a reason. It's to have you go within and to really listen to what it is that you truly want for yourself moving forward, not what it is that someone else wants for you, society wants for you, all of that, but truly what you want. Get Getting... Um, 
get into a strong connection with your soul, really listen to your higher self, to your soul, to your intuition. And then that's how best you'll be able to move, move forward. But have the courage, have the courage. I really feel, um, though, <laughs> for the people that, that are resonating with the, um, with, the, with the winter solstice, that uh, the lion's gate in August would be extremely beneficial for you to look into. So if you're not aware of what that is, you can look into that online. Um, but it's a really great time for manifestation. So get the, like, the preparations, get very clear, decide what you want. And then that's a great time to really kind of do a bit of a ritual to really amplify things for you. But I think that's I think that's it. Yeah. Making a plan, quietening the mind, listening to the soul, knowing then that things will come about. But the thing is, with manifestation, it's really, really important that people remember they've still got to take inspired action because we're in co-creation with the universe. It's not about putting an intention or a wish out there and expecting it to show up. You've got to put in the work too. And that's exactly what it is. It's getting clear about what you want and then just allow the universe to start to bring the opportunities, people towards you, that then it's your free will, your free choice to take that opportunity. So then things can start to multiply and your opportunities come in and then things come into fruition and, and into like manifestation. So yeah, that's it for winter, the winter solstice. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. And I actually love that you pointed out or that you got back to this clarity point and the manifestation point. It's um, it's my experience from the past years too, you know, that you can't just like, first that you have to be clear on things to be able mm -hmm. to put them into action, to to implement them, to um, to manifest them in a way. And then of course, for manifestation, you have to do your part too. It's not just yeah. leaning back and... Yeah, exactly. You've got to do your part. That's right. So it's 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 co-creation. Exactly that. Co-creation with the universe. Exactly. Yeah. So thank you for for pointing that oh, out. And it's okay. <laughs> I also just want to stress the point of sitting in stillness and sitting with yourself. I feel mm -hmm. it's so so crucial that we can all do that. And as you said, mm -hmm. it might really feel uncomfortable for some people. But especially winter, it's um, you have all the quietness and the coziness, and the, you can really um, retreat in a way. So yeah. maybe just if you've never done it, um, take that opportunity of winter Absolutely. and really start sitting. For me with personally, I used to yeah. struggle with that. I used to, I did not enjoy being. Um, in my own company like that and having to like be forced to connect with myself like that. Now I love it. <laughs> now I take the chance when I can do that. I'm like, I need just my own time where it's just me, no distractions, no TV, no phone, anything. It's just, it's just me. Um, and I need that. So I get the uncomfortable part and why people can um, feel that way. But I think it comes to just that feeling of sometimes I think people, it's, it's uncomfortable for them because it, sometimes it makes you deal with things that maybe you haven't quite been ready to deal with. I think that's what it is because it's, it, it's a time to quieten the mind and that's when things can start to surface um, and can create a little bit of um, uncomfortability with that. Yeah. Mm. Yes, definitely. That's, that's the thing. And um, it's actually interesting. Um, sometimes because I'm, well, not this year or this season, but over the past years, I've, I've lived pretty much summer, summer. So I've had a little bit of autumn, maybe a little bit of spring, but it was mostly summer and again, summer. And I was actually 
craving some winter days or some autumn days just to be able to, you know, sit quietly on the couch and not feel this urge, this summery urge to be out and about and do things. And um, yeah. it's yeah, actually quite fascinating how the seasonal energies are, are really there for a reason. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And when you get in tuned with that and you start to flow with that, um, just like with the moon and the cycles of the moon, it, like you really become a lot more connected to yourself and you allow yourself to move at a much more of a state of flow versus resistance, which is really beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I love that point. So for all the people who listen to this now um, and who are intrigued, are there any special tips on how they can put those energies into action or fruition? Do they just contemplate on them, write on them, so journal on them? What's your, do you have any special special tips to? Um, I think that the most powerful thing that anyone can do is to do what feels right to them. When you said journal though, I was like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, like journaling things out is great. Writing things out without overthinking it just letting the pen just to paper and go and not worry about what's coming out and spelling mistakes and things like that because you'll find that there'll be a lot of key points and like key information in there um, when you just let it flow but definitely journaling um you could just sit there and have a think about it as well just contemplate like you said but really I think at the end of the day when it comes to this kind of stuff is it is free will it's free choice so it's like you can receive the information and then it's up to it's up to you to decide what you want to do with that information but definitely to kind of sit contemplate journal sounds great um and then just kind of see what comes through amazing thank you <laughs> <laughs> so if people are now wondering what's what's that what kind of cards were that what what is this Maybe <laughs> what this... is that witchy stuff <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah so um, about? <laughs> yeah, what is that it's Let's so funny it's like the <laughs> so this is um taro which has been around for oh my goodness i i actually should have looked up exactly when but it's it's a very, 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 very long time. Um, and so there's the, 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 sorry, there's the traditional Rider weight deck, right? So which um, has 78 cards and each card has a meaning. There's the uh, major arcanas and then the minor arcanas. And then there is um, split into, the, the minor arcanas is split into four different elements. So fire, fire air, water, um, and also my mind, earth. <laughs> earth, and they're just a really amazing tool um, to really tap into your intuition. They're more structured um, for me, though, personally. So with each card, it has its own traditional meaning, um, whether it comes in the upright or reverse uh, position as well. It has its own personal, um, own traditional meaning. But then for me, being an intuitive reader, so while I know the traditional meaning of the cards, I uh, get further information through my clear abilities. And so I'm able to pick up some extra information. And sometimes I will know the meaning of a card, but the message I'm getting is very different to the actual card. They're definitely, Tara is definitely more of, of that real in-depth kind of uh, tool. It gets right to the point. It will slap you in the face with a, with a reality check. <laughs> Quite frankly, it will do that. Um, with the oracle cards, oracle cards, there are so many different oracle um, 
decks out there. Uh, they can come and with as many different as, as many number cards. Majority of them come with about 40, 42, 44 cards, I would say. And they normally come with like a word. So they have like artwork and they'll have just like a, like just a word on there um, is normally what happens. And they are good for supporting a reading or they're good for someone who's not quite sure what to do and they want to get into a little bit of this. I would always suggest maybe just go to the Oracle cards first. I don't want to call them fluffy because I, I love Oracle cards, but they're more of like the icing on the top. And that's why I like to use them um, with my tarot readings, but I like to use them as more of like an overall energy or like a, or, or a message of guidance um, versus like getting right into exactly what's going on, which I can do with the tarot. So I hope that, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yes, definitely. And um, I just um, I just looked at my notes from our pre-chat. You said the oracle cards are more like an overview or general energy and yeah. the tarot really goes into, um, into depth, into the details that's got the very deep wisdom, right? Yes, absolutely, yeah. So, and this yeah, now was absolutely. like a complete tarot card reading. Sorry, say that again. This was now a completely tarot card reading. Um, so I used both. I used tarot okay. and I used oracle. Yeah. Okay. So um, these ones here, so if you're watching, these ones are the uh, oracle. And then the smaller ones, which are these, are the tarot. Ah. Tarot comes um, in this size, all decks as in the oracle can come a little bit bigger, sometimes a little bit smaller, but they tend to come a lot bigger. So that I, I, I got guided to use a little bit of a mixture for the two, for, for the reading at the beginning. Yeah, nice. Amazing. So um, how, let's, let's pick up on that because you said, the, and I, I liked it, you said the tarot cards are they are like a reality check. They literally slap you in the face. So yeah. how can these readings um, guide us, help us in life? Can you speak a little bit more yeah. to that so people, um, the listeners, um, get a better sense for how exactly this these kind of readings could help or tuning into those energies? Sure. So the readings are really great. Um, obviously with tarot, with probably how you've seen it be portrayed in the media and movies and stuff like that. It's very fortune telling and, and the death card <laughs> means literal death, which is not the case at all. Um, but while, yes, but they can be used for, <laughs> they can be used for looking into future energies, they can. Um, I never say they're set in stone uh, because as we talked about before, you're in co-creation with the universe. You have free will, the choices, so the information you're given, you then have free will to do what you want to do with that. Um, so the decisions and choices that you make can alter or even change an outcome. That's always really important to remember when you go to get a reading. Um, but really, they're so great for tapping into your subconscious. Really, really good tapping into your subconscious. Removing any sort of blocks as well. Um, they're really a great tool to get into your intuition really gets like, and you can build a really stronger relationship with your intuition through tarot. That, that's, that, that's for sure. Um, I would also say they, they help with clarity. They help bring clarity about. And what I find mostly is with a lot of my clients, um, they will come to me and they'll have a reading and really I'm just giving them clarity 
on what they already know within because we already have all the answers we need within. Everyone knows that everyone says that. But when you're emotionally attached to something or you're emotionally like involved in something, it's really hard to get that clarity and be a bit clouded. And that's where something like tarot comes in um, really handy. Mm. I absolutely love everything you said. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's, uh, it's actually a super nice addition to the previous podcast episode, the one right before, which will be 31, you will be number 32. Because we are also talking about diving into the subconscious patterning just from another perspective from systemic Mm. constellations or family constellations so it's it's really cool to see the different approaches or ways you can access your subconscious mind and get more clarity and become aware of the things you're thinking the things you're doing and you yeah you literally haven't been aware of until now and By that, creating more awareness, also creating a more intentional and more conscious and better life. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what you said, 100%. (laughs) So um, who are the, because you're offering those readings, who are the the people who come to you? Is there Mm -hmm. like a, you would, is there like a general, how you, how, how would you say, um, is it like always the the same type of people <laughs> or is it yeah. really from all over the places, all age groups? Um, for me, all age groups, I, although I have a rule, I won't read for anyone under the age of 18. That's in my uh, code of ethics. Um, but for, of all age groups, um, all types of spiritual paths, um, all types of backgrounds, um, just people from all kind of different walks of life, really. Um, my readings are always, I'm, I'm, a very non-judgmental and uh, I welcome anyone uh, for a reading and I always believe and trust that those who um, find me out for a reading are who I'm meant to read for and it always turns out to be that way but no I don't I, I don't find that there seems to be so much of a type of a person because some people will come to me and they've never had a reading before and they're like really nervous like I've never had one of these before I don't yeah. know what to expect and then there's others who will come and they've had like a hundred before uh, so it, it kind of really depends uh, on, on the person but th- I think a, a common theme though throughout all I would say is that they're people who are feeling a little stuck they're feeling a little at a crossroads not quite sure which direction to go or they feel they're going in the right direction but they have so much uncertainty around it and so to gain some clarity so then they feel like freer to be able to move forward um, on their path and on their journey. And I always find too that at the end of it, no matter what comes through the reading, whether it was really light and joyful reading, which they always end up being, but sometimes there can be some really tough things that come through um, because, you know, you're dealing with um, people who are going through like grieving and healing and things like that as well. So you're dealing with all types of different emotions. But I always find that people feel a lot lighter at the end of it and that's Mm. amazing to me lighter and feeling more connected to their soul and intuition which is really 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 important and that's always my um my intention throughout as well with with every reading so I would say the theme of people are just people who are at a crossroads and looking for some clarity feeling a little stuck Um, but that crossroads can come from many different many different walks of life hmm 
Amazing, interesting. Yeah, thank you. And I loved what you said about they leave feeling lighter and more connected to uh, to their true selves. Mm -hmm. And that just resonates with me so, so much as I, well, I personally, but I guess it's, um, it's similar or maybe the same even for a lot of people out there, you know, that there's so much stuff weighing us down and mm -hmm. we're often so disconnected from what we really want and from ourselves. And uh, yeah, it's really part of my mission to help people reconnect with themselves. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why it's um, so beautiful that you're saying this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I love um, that's, that's why I love Tara because it really is a great way to um, build a connection with yourself and to really kind of dig deep and build a connection with your intuition. Although in, I do have a one of my code of ethics is though is that I won't allow my clients to become dependent upon readings because that will f um, make them take them further away from their intuition rather than bringing them closer to themselves. Um, mm -hmm. If you become too reliant on this kind of stuff, uh, it can definitely you know, do you less good than, than better. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And um, that's what we want, you know, giving the impulses, helping them reconnect, self-empower yeah. themselves, yeah. But not become dependent on a certain tool or person. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, very good point. So I guess a lot of people are wondering now, okay, who is she? Why is she doing this? How long is she doing this? So fill us in. I mean, I know, but <laughs> uh, fill in the people watching, listening. How long have you been doing this work? And um, how, yeah, well, what, what made yeah. you um, become drawn to it in the beginning? Mm -hmm. So I've always been drawn to this kind of stuff. Anything witchy growing up. Um, I remember we'd, I'd walk into like a um, like a bookstore with my mum and I would always go directly to the place that just has that small little section, like probably like a mind, body, spirit section. <laughs> Back then it was like really small. It wasn't a whole lot. <laughs> and I would always see like a tarot, like tarot deck or like, um, or like a a book on witchcraft and I would feel so drawn to it but at the same time like quite afraid of it because um, I was um, brought up in the Catholic faith so it's it's very like don't do that <laughs> with, how, with how I was brought up um, but I was all, so I would say I've always been drawn to it and it's it's always called to me but when I was 17 um, I was going through a really hard time and I was working um, in in Sydney actually and I one of my work colleagues, she was quite spiritual. I didn't know her too well, but she was quite spiritual. And she was, she was a lot older than me. And she came up to me one day and she said, I can, she said, I, I, I sense you're going through something quite tough. And I think these would help. And she handed me um, this Oracle deck. And I'm very, very open to this kind of stuff. So I said, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> and she was right. It did. It helped. I, I actually still have that deck. So this was like 17 years ago. So it was a long time ago. And so I still have this deck and she was right. It did help me. It um, helped me really gain clarity around my situation. It helped me um, get in tuned more with my intuition and it did bring me healing. It really did bring me healing. Um, and so moving on from then, I started to get a real interest in Tara probably when I was about 26, 
26, 27, 26, 27. And I finally decided I'm, I'm going to get myself a tarot deck. Um, and so I did. And I didn't, I think I, I bought one tarot guidebook on like kind of how to read tarot, but I never really looked in, like, I didn't really pick it up that much. I just kind of intuitively went with what I felt. Um, and I kind of just self-taught really with, with tarot. But as I started to use the tool more, I started to notice a lot more of um, my gifts started to reopen and a lot stronger. And then I started to notice that I was starting to go through a pretty big awakening. And then that's when everything opened up. <laughs> and then I've been kind of in the closet with tarot and oracle cards for a very long time. Only like, I think like my mum knew I did it and maybe like one of my friends and that was about it. Um, and then it was all of a sudden people were like, oh, you do? I was like, you have cards. Can you give me a reading? And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, do a little reading here and there. And then I felt very, very, very guided to start to do this for my work. And then, of course, I was a bit scared of that. wasn't quite sure how to do that. And so I just asked, I just asked my, um, my angels and my guides to bring the right people into my life at the right time who would help me. And that's exactly what happened. Came across a random mentor um, and just... And then I had a business coach come in all of a sudden who was perfect and amazing. Um, and then I just went, okay, I'm going to do it. And I just launched my, and then I launched the Enchanted by Soul. Mm. That's how I got here. <laughs> the short story. <laughs> That's so amazing. First of all, I find it so, so fascinating that you have been doing this stuff <laughs> since <laughs> You were 17 and that's, that's a really long time. And I'm just trying to think if I have something like that, maybe I do just realizing now, I think I've always been writing. That's probably mm. my thing, but I feel it's so fascinating if you really have a passion or this one thing that you have been doing for such a long time and that you really embody and with you, I can totally feel it, you know, that you're, you're living this, the, the tarot and the Oracle card thing. Yeah. It's just like your energy and what your, your vibration, it's like, it's, it's matching perfectly. So it's, um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm very aligned with that. It feels very aligned to my soul. And for sure, I was like a witch and probably did tarot in like many past, <laughs> many past lives. I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Bringing, um, talking about witchy energies, probably two, three years ago, I would have backed up and be like, oh, I don't know. Should I talk <laughs> about that in public? But now I'm like, yeah, that's so cool, you know, and that's what we need in this like streamlined world. We need mm. alternative and maybe even what seems like crazy ideas yeah, what people might think as like woo woo yeah and like yeah. even even myself that there there are things now that I talk about um and I even just like have a sense of belief in um as well and it's funny it's like once upon a time I would have been like that's crazy sorry that's crazy <laughs> like, no it's not crazy because I have actual experience with it now it's definitely not crazy um yeah but I do think that that's and that's the thing with like with with witchcraft is that it's, it's got such a um it, it makes some people really uncomfortable just because of the history of it and then with how it's been portrayed in the media and on um you know movies and things like that when it's that's nothing like that people who were witches way back in the day um you know in villages and so forth were the midwives and 
and the healers and the medicine women and people who could just like have kind of psychic abilities and things like that. And they were um, very in tune with nature. So that's, that's the, um, like for me anyway, that is what witchcraft is. It's just, it's just another um, way to get closer to mother earth. It's another way to get closer to your soul. Um, and it's another way to get closer to the divine. Um, so that's how I, for me personally with, um, with witchcraft. And I, and I love the little, like all the, like the uh, rituals and stuff like that are always really fun to do. Mm. Maybe we will dive into that a little bit later again. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, daily self-care things that you can do. Yeah, yeah, that's some good tips. Um, <laughs> so when you just said, when you started working with the tarot at 27, so much more opened up for you, like your your abilities and you you saw your true nature. Can you can you speak to that a little bit more? Only yeah. if you want, of course. Yeah, no, of course. Intuitive abilities too, because I think that's really, really fascinating. Yeah. I've always um, had a really strong connection with my intuition. And I think I was really fortunate to grow up in a household where it wasn't questioned. So my mother would never question my intuition. She would always um, tell me to believe it. And if I uh, brought up something that didn't feel right to me, she wouldn't, you know, tell me just to ignore it. It's fine. You're feeling this. Like she would actually listen and she would take that on board. So I think that definitely helped going into my adult years of still keeping that really strong connection that I think a lot of people lose when they're probably around their teen years due to with um, kind of upbringing and just society and stuff like that. So I was really fortunate to have that with her. And so for me, I've always been extremely intuitive and I've always experienced strange things. I've always been, um, I've always been clairaudient, which is the ability to uh, hear. So I've always, I've always experienced bits, bits and pieces of that. But I would say when I started to pick up the tarot around, around when I was 27, 27, 28, it's one of the two, but I, um, I started to notice that because I would always dream a lot ever since I was little, I've, I have very vivid dreams. I have dreams that come true. They always have since, <laughs> since I was young as well. Um, and there's always a lot of symbolism in my dreams. But all of a sudden I started to experience that kind of stuff like in my physical reality, so in, in my waking life. Um, and I started to get a, a very closer connection, I guess, and um, to my angels, to my guides. I started, I started opening up to my spirit guides. And then when I opened that channel and had that, um, I started building that connection and feeling the uh, safety to do so, that's when things really started to expand for me. And I started to get certain I guess, spiritual symptoms. <laughs> when people say you go through an awakening and you get these symptoms, they're ringing in the ear, they're burning in the ear. Um, I had like a lot of, just a lot of um, like activity. I'd always feel a lot of like on my crown chakra, just as if someone was just like this, my crown chakra, things like that. Um, but I don't think there was any like particular, like one moment where I was like, oh my God, this is it. I think it was just over a good period of, I want to say, like three, like three years of slowly things starting to open up for me, slowly things starting to really expand, um, which is kind of how I put it anyway. I said, if I'm going to do this, um, I said to my guides, if I'm going to do this, I want you to take it slow because I knew if it all came on too quickly, I would be, um, it would freak me out and I would shut down and I would put a, like I put an energetic block to it. So then I would close 
close off my abilities again. So I hope that makes sense because I, I I just can't think of exactly like one one big moment. I think it just kind of drawn out over a good few years. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yes, definitely. Thank you for, for filling us in. <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't we just jump into a few listener tip daily little rituals that anyone can do? We just... Um, <laughs> just touched on it but haven't given any any concrete examples so maybe just two to three daily cleansing rituals that mm -hmm. that anyone can do picking up on that on that witchy energy we were talking yeah about. yeah so for me it's extremely extremely important at the end of the day to clear your energy um just being going out and being around a lot of people um you're picking up a lot of other people's energies you know onto your into your energetic field, your aura. Um, so there's some really great things that you can do really easy. So for some people, they do like having a bath. And I, and I recommend that's like the best way is to hop into it, like a bath with some um, sea salt or Himalayan salt. But not everyone has like the luxury to be able to do that. So if you can get some like um, really fine Himalayan salt and as you're in the shower, use it as like a salt scrub. So you'll scrub it on yourself and you just have – You can envision or you can hold the intention that when the water um, runs over your body, that all of the energy from the day is being cleansed off your body, down the drain, and then transmuted into the earth. So that's a really, really quick, good one that, that everyone can do like every day, every evening. Um, and the other one is definitely always in nature. Like Mother Nature is the best for this, connecting to um, Mother Nature, connecting to Gaia, and, and asking um, her to 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 take the energy um, from you and transmute it into the earth. If you're someone who's just more like, well, I don't, I don't really want to do that, that's totally okay because at the end of the day, it's doing what feels intuitively right to you. It's the intention behind it less than the actual action itself and the ritual itself. Um, so it could even just be sitting out in nature, just sitting in nature. You don't have to, you know, particularly meditate, go for a walk in nature as well. Um And then there's, I think for like cleansing your energy, there's like aura sprays that you can get. Um, listening to type of uh, cleanse. So if you like on Spotify or Apple Play, they'll have um, aura cleansing music or chakra music as well. And you can kind of play that while you're having a bath or just laying down. Um, and that's a really good way to cleanse your aura. But my my favorite would be either the bath or the or the salt scrub. Hmm. It's yes, the most effective for me anyway for for um, cleansing my my energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love sprinkling in a few practical tips because we've talked about stuff that might feel a bit heavy for a lot of people who are listening to things like that for the first time or maybe mm -hmm. just starting to engage with energy. So... Thank you for that. That's super practical and I'm sure um, the listeners will love it. And now just dive diving back again in a bit deeper into the into the energy work and understanding energies because that's what we're talking about here. And um, in our pre-chat, we of course we chatted about it and I love the the parallels that we have here to what I'm doing, the Tantric Hatha Yoga Tantra, mm -hmm. which is energy management it's working with energy becoming sensitive of energy and then 
cultivating it and directing it in a certain direction. So let's focus on understanding the energies that surround us, because that's what you're doing with the tarot and the oracle mm -hmm. cards as well. You're tuning in and you're, you're basically um, channeling or bringing in the energies and, and helping people get more aware of the energies around them and maybe even the energies within them. Mm -hmm. So from your point of view or perspective, what is the, or is there a basic knowledge or um, a core idea or image that is helpful in grasping this, this concept of energy, which can be really incomprehensible and unfamiliar? So an image um, for me, I can think of it like, for me with energy, like if you um, think of like an energetic field around you, like with your aura, right? We all have one. Um, and then we're all we're all connected energetically, right? We, we go out and about the, during the day, we can come across someone who's in a foul mood and it can affect us. So we're all connected energetically. Um, and that's where it's like, I think of it like a cord. So you can um, go and meet somebody you can meet someone for the first time. And as you're talking to them, there's already an energetic cord being attached from one to the other, right? So that's how, you, that's how like sometimes the emotions get transferred. That's why it's important to, to cleanse and clear at the end of the day. Sometimes I like to think of it like with energy, like there's just cords everywhere being connected, like from, from a tree <laughs> to like to a person, to like an animal. And it's just, it's, we're like all connected. Um, but I don't have any like specific image of, of uh of energy i think it's just something that is just it's it's always it's always there it's always mm. there um and it's just something that you are either super sensitive to or you're not or, um and if you're not you can like open up to it and 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 learn to become sensitive to the energies hmm I actually love that image of of these cords and having these connections, these threads, as you said, from one person to another, from you to a tree, from you to a rock even. Um, and I reckon that just saying this is an impulse for people listening, you know, just realizing that there might be an energy which is there but mm. they might mm -hmm. not feel it yet between you and something seemingly um how would you say inanimate yeah because yeah rock why would that be energy but it is energy yeah. it's just really mm -hmm. dense matter um yeah, yeah so it's it's a it's good very grounding energy you hold it it'll it'll ground your energy make you very mm. feel very stable i think that's another way to look at it too like when you go to sit out in nature, you just sit in nature, you, it like lifts your mood up, right? Like you feel lighter, you feel freer. That's because it's the energy of nature. See, it's the energy of your surroundings around you that are putting their cords on you, like around your aura. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a good, mm -hmm. way to, good way to look at it. Yes. Yeah. Nature is, is an amazing tip. I mean, it, for me, it always helps, as you said, grounding is the buzzword mm -hmm. here. It really helps you ground and, for me, yeah. it's like bringing things into perspective, you know, when my mm. head is spinning or I've been sitting at the desk or in front of the computer yeah. for the whole day, just stepping outside is so. Yeah. 
and the oh, helpful amazing <laughs> it's amazing and the yeah. grounding work is really important if you work with energy if you're sensitive to energies um especially if, if you choose to work with energies and just feeling energies in general grounding your energy is very important it's bringing you back into your body it's bringing you um back in like putting your feet firm on the ground making you feel very stable and secure so it kind of takes the scatteredness away that can happen in the mind um throughout our day so just being able to bring the energy back uh, with grounding is is, is a great tool mm, yeah i'm super happy that well we're getting better temperatures now out there And I'm not going to imagine for you because it snows over there, right? <laughs> uh, it was so cold for so long, as I said already. And now just being able to walk barefoot outside again, stepping your foot in the grass, which is like super, super grounding. So I can really recommend it to just anyone do it. And I know there are still so many people out there who are never, ever walking barefoot. Do it. <laughs> Yeah. It's, oh my God. The barefoot is amazing. Yeah. It's the best, the best thing. Any, any moment I'm like, take off my shoes and like straight into the, straight into the earth. It's the best. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you have any other tips for people who are still having, well, who might not yet feel that there's actually energy surrounding them, which is totally understandable Mm -hmm. looking at the way we are raised and the way Western, well, at least Western societies and, and systems are telling us how the world works. There's, yeah. um, if there's scientific research, it's always on the hard facts, but no one will. Now maybe it's starting to open up, and mm -hmm. but it's still a very vague concept. And even I have still sometimes trouble wrapping my head around it, like, Is this really all energy? Yes, it is. So, <laughs> how, how can we become more sensitive to the energies surrounding us? Is there any, I, any practical day-to-day -day advice? Um, I really, I, I think um, like nature is our greatest teacher. So I think for sure, like just get out into nature, no headphones in, no distractions, And just listen, just listen to what, to what you hear. And then as you, and just take some breaths, just take some deep, long breaths. You're going to become quite sensitive. You, like you'll notice, oh, and, ha and have your eyes closed. You'll notice there's a bird that's over here doing something. You can hear rustling over there. You will start to become quite aware of kind of what's happening around you when your eyes are closed versus they're open because you're trying to look to see. So you probably start to feel a lot more of the energy when your eyes are closed. Um, But also getting sensitive towards of energies, it's going to require you to get in, um, in, in connection with yourself first. It's going to require you to do that. So in order to be able to really feel into energy, it's going to require a deeper connection with self. And how you do that is you build a deeper connection with your intuition. And the way you do that, simple like simple tips to, to start with, especially if you're someone who kind of struggles with um, trusting their intuition or tapping into their intuition um, or discerning between fear and, and, and intuition. Simple is like getting up in the morning and being like, what is my intuition telling me to have for breakfast this morning? And then just go with that. Don't, don't ever think it. Like as soon as it comes, go. Don't be like, oh, oh does it mean this? No, just go and do it. <laughs> Little things like that. Or like um, you're driving to work. Or you're like you're driving somewhere and you normally go a certain way, but you can kind of go a little bit different way. It's fine. 
be like, do I go this way or do I go that way? And then let your intuition guide you. You'll start to learn. You'll, like you, you, you better start to learn. You'll, you'll be able to start to open up more. But I think also the biggest, the biggest learning um, time when it comes to intuition, which is all, which is essentially energy, right? It's, it's, it's connecting to your higher self. It's connecting to that frequency. Um, is it's, it's kind of when we go against our intuition, and then stuff kind of hits the fan a little bit. <laughs> Things don't work out. And it's like, damn, I wish I had listened to myself. I was right. My, my gut instinct was right in that situation. That's when we can start to be like, okay, I've learned my lesson now. I'm going to start to trust my intuition more. But essentially it's like it's it's like going to the gym and working on a muscle, right? You've got to keep working on it and working on it for it to get stronger and stronger. It's the same with your intuition and therefore it's the same with energy. So to know, in order to connect with energy and become um, more sensitive to energy around you, you really need to get in, in that beautiful connection with yourself first. And I recommend I've, I recommend nature for that. I think that's like the best place. Mm. All great tips, really, like super down to earth. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, really. You, you don't have to buy a tarot deck. I mean, it's great and you can buy an Oracle deck to start with. It's a really good tool. But I find some people, it's just it's just kind of more of the like practical everyday day things that they can do. Yeah. From your experience, do you have people, because you said sometimes um, people are coming to you who've never had a reading, who haven't really who haven't really worked with energy so far how is it for them to you know to to get a feeling for energy and yeah how would you describe that is it really like a like a big realization like a new world opening up a new world opening up I think it is like one of those things like when you go and get um, a reading done for the first time you've never had one done before it's it, it's a little intimidating it's a little nerve-wracking you're not quite sure what's going to come um, through plus it is an energy exchange between like you and the reader like with you coming to me for a reading you're giving me permission to tap into your energy which is something um, I don't do unless I've got permission for and obviously if somebody reaches out to me I, I have the permission to do so um, but I tend to find that they, at the beginning, are quite quiet and they're a little nervous. By the end of it, they're like, yes, oh my gosh, yes. Oh, you know what? That makes so much sense. I was feeling this. And, and then all of a sudden, I, I, I can see something start to kind of tick a little, like kind of tick a little bit in them in the sense of being like, my gut was right. My instinct was right. What, what I was already feeling um, was correct. Okay, there's there's something within me already. And I think that's just that's just the beginning of them starting to tap into energy, which is their intuition. I would say that because it's not like they um, are sitting there and they're feeling the energy of the room. That has happened. I've had, I've had people come and get a reading and they can feel the energy that's in the room because of um, certain um, beings that I'm working with. But for people who aren't sensitive to energies, they're not really going to feel that, but they just get a sense of their intuition And then that is the connection is made between them and their soul, which I think is a beautiful energetic connection. Mm, definitely. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yes, yeah, it makes sense. And, you know, um, just pointing it out again, we've, we've touched on it before, but becoming more aware of your energies and your intuition really, really helps you to make better decisions in life. I literally every big major life decision I've ever made has been based purely only on intuition. 
I've, and I've, I've had people call me <laughs> crazy and like, you can't be doing this. This is ridiculous. It's like the worst thing ever. It's going to ruin everything. And I'm like, no, I'm doing it because this is what I'm meant to do and I'll do it. And then everything works out. And they're like, ah, oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> you knew something we didn't. And I'm like, yeah, because I have that, I have that strong, that really strong intuition, which everyone can build. Everyone can build. And it really is. It's like a, it's a, the more you connect with your intuition, the more of a homecoming it is and the freer you feel, the more um, freedom you experience by, by, by um, living life and leading your path through your intuition, through your inner guidance, um, through your soul's guidance is really what that is. And that there is so much freedom in that. I can't express that enough. There is so much freedom in that. And it's just such a beautiful, powerful, um, very empowering feeling. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, one last thing you you touched on before, and I I believe it's super important in our busy day to day, and you know, in the interaction we we're communicating with so many people, running into so many people, into so many different energies, and you said um protecting your own energy, and mm -hmm. I feel how important it is and how much more stability it brings you when you have that probably you have that initial stability to protect your energy and then it just gives you even more stability and more freedom to do your thing and not be influenced or weighed down by what is going around you or by someone shouting at you or having just um or just being in a bad mood So are there any quick tips for the listeners as well, how you could yeah. protect your energy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's the thing, like you just, even like you said, throughout your everyday life, it's important to protect um, your energy. Um, and especially if you're someone who then goes to work with energies, that's like a whole other thing too, but really um, boundaries, boundaries are the first thing that come into my mind. It's so important to have boundaries. Boundaries um, are not a wall. They don't keep people out. They actually help build connection. They make connection stronger, but boundaries are important. So you can have um, boundaries with family, friends, work colleagues, all of that kind of stuff. Boundaries between you and social media is really important. So you're not absorbing so much of the collective energy as well. Um, but I think some of the really great kind of little tips that you can do, depending on like, Some people are super open to crystals. Crystals are great um, for like certain crystals to wear for protection. If you don't want to just wear them, you can like pop one in your bra. I have, like, I have a friend who does that. <laughs> who wears one in her bra <laughs> or like in your pocket or something. Um, but even just like, I think it's really important in your home to have a very, um, very like clear, steady, energetic of, of this, Of the space within your home um, and there's certainly ways that you can do that, like I said with crystals but even things like um, planting some rosemary or some like lavender um, at the front of your house provides protection um, it provides protection in the sense of someone with you know comes around to your house they come in for a visit and they just leave you like there's like energy vampires <laughs> they call them they just kind of drain you with your energy it's just like oh my god I feel so tired I need to have a nap after talking to that person they completely drain my energy having that kind of, it really is energy vampires so it's like having at the front of your house is something like lavender or um rosemary which both have very protect, uh, protective properties to them um actually kind of like help keep the space 
clear. So it's like as it's coming in and exiting kind of a thing as well. Um, but really just making sure that at, if, before you leave the house, you can even, um, I know I have one friend who does this, before she leaves the house, she holds the intention. She closes her eyes, holds the intention that she has like a white light around her like a white bubble right and that's her like protection for the day so she can't because she's like a pretty big empath she takes on a lot of energy so she does this as a way so when she comes across a lot of people she's not taking on the energy of other people as well so that's just like i'm thinking just a couple of things i can think of but i would say if you're open to it crystals are really great um and you can like i say just pop them in your bra or your pocket Any boundaries, like if you're not open to all that kind of stuff, it's fine. You can still protect your energy, but that's by having boundaries. Boundaries are really, really important. Yeah, I love the boundaries tips. That's, yeah, that's such an, well, I wanted to say easy, but it's not easy. It's, it's yeah. it, it comes really for free. Yeah, you don't have to yeah. invest anything, but yeah. <laughs> But it's kind it's of hard easy. to do. <laughs> and especially if you're someone who has lacked boundaries in the past, it's really, really hard to then establish boundaries. But it can be done and it's really, really important. It's yeah. really, really important. It definitely helps. Maybe it's just boundaries to other people, but I'm just thinking of it in a way. You could also say boundaries of things that are occupying your mind, but you don't have to mm -hmm. deal with um at that certain point of time. So sometimes, you know, okay, there's maybe five things I have to think about and deal with and make a decision, but maybe you don't have to think about them all at the same time. And yeah, this could also be a way of putting boundaries, you know, saying, okay, those three things go to the back of my head and I will deal with them in a week maybe, or in 10 days or whenever. And now I'm just focusing on these two things. Um, Yeah, those personal boundaries and personal boundaries are just just as important. Absolutely. Yeah, just yeah, kind of mental mental boundaries maybe. Yeah, mental boundaries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I absolutely love the the tip on the plants with the lavender and the rosemary. And when you said, oh, you know, sometimes there are people in your life that just drain your energy. I was just imagining myself sitting in a circle of, um, of Rosemary talking to the yeah, person. Talking to people. That's a good one. And actually it might help because they might not come back. They'll be like, yeah. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Yeah. Even more effective. So that's Yeah, good. exactly. Win-win. Yeah. Oh, that was absolutely lovely. And it was so much fun talking to you about these magical and, and witchy things. And I really do hope that this episode helps people, let's say, looking beyond, you know, and, and feeling into what's around. And sometimes it's just that we feel off. We feel something is not yeah. quite right, but we can't yeah. pinpoint it. And mm -hmm. tapping into our energies can can yeah. for sure help. Yeah, and through. just in that moment where things feel a bit off, trust it. Trust mm. it. Yeah, always trust it. I love that. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would love to um, speak about or tell the listeners? I think that... Um, If you're someone who's listening and you are not quite sure of all of this stuff, 
I say just keep an open mind. Um, in fact, that's all it takes to start to work with energy and to feel the energy is just keep an open mind. Keep an open mind of how um, of, of, of how the process will work for you. And also remember, it's like with anything in spirituality, there is no like right or wrong when it comes to certain practices and tools. At the end of the day, spirituality is just a homecoming to yourself, to your soul and being free um, in your authentic, in your authenticity, your authentic self. So, you know, you can try out Tara, you can try out Oracle, you can try out all sorts of different spiritual practices like, like I've been talking about with crystals and things like that. But just only do what feels right to you at the end of the day. It's, 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 it's what's aligned with your soul and what feels right to you. Mm. Beautiful. Very beautiful and empowering. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so um, glad we met all those, all those many moons ago <laughs> over Gilmore Girls. Yeah. <laughs> if I find a picture of that of that mark of that story yeah. sitting in the garden, I will I will post it along with the podcast. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, and I will also put um, a link to your Instagram, Enchanted mm -hmm. by Soul. And do you also have a website I can put in the so show? I, I have um, a booking link in my bio, but there is um, a about me. There's a little bit about me on there. Um, but on my Instagram page, I have a highlight reel, um, which is uh, readings and it's, it's a before you book that goes through with my um, code of ethics um, and like my policies and all that kind of stuff as well so there's more information on there and then yeah there's a little bit in my um in the link in my bio as well cool and you're doing it mainly online right via zoom i do it online yeah so i've i've, I've read for people so far since since launching back in um what was that i want to say it was april um what wasn't too long ago i remember people yeah so it was like April, I reckon it was April or March. I think it was March, it was March. Yeah. Um, and anyway, I've, I've read for people like within Australia, but I've been reading for people in the UK and Ireland and um, New York and Boston. So it's been great. So I can do um, them via uh, Zoom calls. So I do like a one hour Zoom session. I also offer a pre-recorded 30 minute session as well. Um, so just depending on time zones, people's times and so forth. But however, if you really do want a, um, a live reading with me you can always just shoot me a dm and i can look at opening up a time slot in my evening to um to suit your time as well and we can work that out so yeah thank you so much for having me it was great yeah that's amazing because um there are people from all over the world tuning in so maybe mm -hmm. someone in the us wants to have a reading so mm -hmm. that's super flexible i like that and that just goes to show you how much energy is everywhere because we don't have to be sitting in person for me to do a reading. We can do a pre-recorded. I can tap into your energy during pre-recording. I can tap into your energy during a live session with you. So, yeah. So, so fascinating. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, do us a favor and share it with friends or family members or share it on your socials that always helps to inspire more listeners tuning into my podcast i'm very very grateful for that and if you're on itunes as well leave a five star rating and a little review thank you so much and i hear you next time